Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, a proud member of the Rotoplay Network. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are back once again in Cliffsdale, South Carolina, for Steffi Devon's We Die Here. We are closing in on the end of this short series. We got about, I think, three episodes left. Um, interesting enough, the final episode will be our 100th episode of Rotoplay. So, Thank you to everyone who listens and helping us reach this point, which is very, very exciting. And I think it's fitting that this game of We Die here will end with episode 100 of Road to Play. Anyways, uh, on the network going on, I uh, hope you caught the beginning of Powered by the Players, the new podcast on our network that is hosted by Kristen Devine, Diana Lorraine, and Morgan Nuncio. It is a fantastic show that's all about Powered by the Apocalypse games. Their first series is Masks with, uh, from Magpie Games and Brendan Conway. You have Session Zero out there and the first episode, so make sure you are subscribed to Powered by the Players. It's a great show. Definitely check it out. While I'm talking about network stuff, also make sure you're checking out What's Your Row with Jimmy Sprinkles. It is a great, great podcast about looking closer at the characters in your favorite actual play podcast. Uh, it's great. Jimmy has done interviews with the cast of Rollout, which is one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, it's an amazing mass campaign that keeps going on. And also follow the leader. So definitely check out What's Your Row to, to get to know the cast of your favorite role-playing actual play podcasts. Make sure you're also checking out Meeple Syrup, which is a fantastic podcast about board games and discussions about board games and theories on board game design. It's a fantastic show with Sin, Jesse, and Erica. It's a great show. Be sure to check it out. Also, might as well check out the Red Death. Uh, Red Death started here on Rotoblade Podcast, but it now has moved into its own feed. It is on its third season, and it is going strong. It's a great, great podcast with myself, Cleo Yunsu Davis, Tin Divine, Morgan Nuncio, and our great GM, Doug Lewandowski. All right. That's about all I have to say this week. Oh, no. As of this recording and when this releases, there's a couple days left on Steffi Devon's and Liz Shapratical's Kickstarter for Two Women, 12 Games, which has We Die here in it. It's a, it's a collection of all their Patreon games from 2019. Whenever this drops, if you're listening to this the day of, that has probably three, maybe four days left. So get in there, back it. It's already funded. The book's happening. Now they're just adding on a few extra little things. So check it out. Back it if you can. If not, be sure to share it with all your friends. Be sure to stick around after the show from a promo from one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Monster Hour. It is a great podcast using the Monster of the Week RPG. Just terrific show. So stick around for that promo and subscribe to Monster Hour. All right. Uh, nothing else to say this week, so let's dive right back into Cliffsdale, South Carolina with We Die Here with myself as GM, Kristen as Anita, Jay as Alice, Trevor as Andy, and Kate as April. 
We're going to catch up with everybody. We're going to step back in time to earlier that afternoon. This has been one long day. We're going to step back in time to the library and catch up with Stephen and how his day went. Stephen is an outsider in Cliffsdale, uh, but is about to be caught up in something he never could have anticipated, something truly awful. We see Stephen leave the library after Anita told him to do so, and he complied. He left. He got out of there as much as he wanted to stick around because Stephen likes drama. Stephen wishes he could be a fly on the wall of what was going on in the library, this drama that was bubbling up and seemingly about to erupt between these four strangers to him. You see, Stephen really wanted to be there because he imagined whatever was happening in that library could make for a good book one day, a good story. Because Stephen wants to be a writer, always has been. Since he was a very little boy, he's wanted to write either plays or books or movies, something. So Stephen loves stories. The bad thing is Stephen's really bad at it, like functionally bad at writing, has no original ideas or an original voice, like will not make it. But that doesn't stop Stephen from trying. It uh, doesn't stop Stephen from having plans to publish a book very soon. But that's, that's who Stephen is. And what Stephen's doing now is heading off to his next stop on trying to relocate Cynthia's reading. And that is the theater workshop of Cliffsdale, the next logical place for this thing to happen. So Stephen's making his way there. Uh, thoughts of what's happening in the library going through his head, thinking about these four people, whatever drama's going on between them has bubbled over and they're tearing each other to shreds now. Just this image he's imagining in his head, these four people just murdering each other in awful ways. And the pictures, I mean, he's smiling as he's thinking of it because he's, he's taking it from mind and putting it on the page, theoretically, to turn it into a New York Times bestseller. But... We follow Stephen as he walks up to the theater workshop of Cliffsdale and knocks on the door. Uh, and it takes just a moment. And then Daisy opens the door. And we hear Stephen begin to give his sales pitch for moving the reading to the theater workshop. It doesn't take much convincing because Daisy has been expecting him. And even though she hears him out, she lets him go through his spiel of why it should be there. Because she can tell it's important to this, this kid that he, he do his job well. But as I said, she was expecting him uh, because she has plans. She knew the, that the reading was going to be moved, not because it's the next logical place, but because she's the reason the ballroom burned to the ground. She didn't physically light the fire. All Daisy did was have a dream. She had a dream of the ballroom burning to the ground. And miles away across town, in the middle of the floor, a small flame licked up and grew uncontrollably with Rennie still in the building. The dream was intentional because Daisy had also been dreaming recently about a familiar black mass to us. She'd been having lots of dreams, but the dreams, she could interact with the dreams. She could sit in the lair with this black mass where it is and have a conversation of sorts. And an agreement was made that if she helped the black mass rise up out of its slumber. The black mass would take care of Daisy. So as Stephen's there on the front step of the theater workshop, going through why it should be the best place to have the reading, these are the things that Daisy's thinking about. But Stephen doesn't know that. Stephen doesn't know any of this right now. He doesn't know of the black mass that is far beneath Cliffsdale, that is slowly waking up and already wreaking havoc on the town. 
that knowledge comes later when he is helping Daisy arrange chairs in the lobby of the theater workshop of Cliffsdale. And just as it wasn't hard for Stephen to convince Daisy to host the reading, it wasn't hard for Daisy to convince Stephen to help bring forth the beast when the time comes. All right, so let's check back in with April and Anita post eye surgery, whatever, you know, drugstore eye surgery. Um, where y'all heading off to as y'all finish that up and Anita has her head freshly bandaged? So I think the plan is to go to Alice and Andy's. Yeah, the apartments. Should we smash cut to there, knocking on doors? Probably. Okay. Uh, Andy, when you left, you so you left Yoshi behind. You probably didn't lock the door, did you? Mm, not if I'm that drunk. Perfect. Um, so I like to think that April like raises her hand to knock on the door, and she like touches it once, and it just creaks open. Yeah, shitty apartment doors. <laughs> um. Anita, did we split up when we got to the apartment complex? That's a good idea. Um, So Anita is downstairs knocking on Alice's door as uh, April is discovering that Andy's door is unlocked and opening. Alice's door is definitely locked. And her car is is gone. Yeah, so I think Anita knocks on the door, waits a minute, pounds pretty hard, realizing what time it is and that they're probably asleep. And it's hard to wake up Alice and Tabby and then goes and checks the carport and sees that the... Both of their cars are gone. Both of their cars are gone. So she sighs in annoyance and heads upstairs to Andy's apartment to see if April has had any luck locating Andy. Um, And also notice that you don't hear any dog barking and you know they have two dogs. Cool. Um, given that the door opens right up, April cautiously goes in and starts looking around to see what other things are out of place. Um, for example, Yoshi being there, not a thing that should be happening if Andy's not there. Um, I imagine she probably pokes her head in the bathroom. Did you leave the shower running? Oh yeah. Shower's running. Shower's running. Jar's running. Medicine cabinet is empty. Empty. Probably like bottles and other stuff on the floor that didn't make it into the bag or in the sink or whatever. Um, there was a whiskey bottle Andy threw out of the Yeah, there's like shower. a there's an empty bottle of whiskey sitting outside of the shower. And a raided closet in the bedroom. Hmm. It would Yoshi be awake? Oh yeah. I know I mean, someone came nighttime. in, Yoshi's like alert mode you know i mean it, it, it's when, nice he, when he realizes that it's april it's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> i don't know if the sleepy thing affects animals too i mean if it does then mm. he's he probably wakes up maybe he wakes up but he seems a little groggy and yeah he wouldn't be aggressive anyways if it's april not april yeah yoshi what's going on where's where's andy i'm talking as though i fully anticipate that yoshi will answer me yoshi just very quiet. <laughs> not not much out of <laughs> I think Anita comes up and kind of peeks her head in. Are you in the are you in the living room? Or are you in the bedroom? Where's Yoshi sleep Couch. usually? Couch. Okay. Couch. Living room. 
uh, Alice and Tabby don't appear to be home, and I I didn't hear the dogs. Is where's Andy? He's not here, and Yoshi doesn't know where he went. Okay, do you all stay up and party while I'm sleeping? Have have I just not been invited to these parties? I just wander around. I don't. If there's a party, I'm not invited either. Okay, there's probably not a party. Well, where where would they have gone? Um, where would they have gone? Where would they have gone? Do I hear the? Do I hear the shower? Is Andy just taking? Yeah, a shower? that's right. No, he's not in there. But it's on. Yes, you know. Yeah, I should have turned it off. Um. Uh, April gets up and wanders into the bathroom and turns off the shower. <laughs> Anita follows her in. What happened in here? Was it like this? This is what it was like. Um, it looks like maybe there was some drinking involved. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know that his closet is ransacked too. You would see the the um, the the dress, like the the, the suit cover. Mm-hmm. So you would see that out. Looks like maybe you got dressed up. Maybe there is a party somewhere. Yeah, or a wedding. Are people getting married while we're sleeping? Or the I don't remember seeing anything in the newspaper. I feel like this town is a whole lot more interesting after I go to sleep. Hmm. <laughs> it's usually not. Oh. It's usually quiet. Oh, you know, because you're awake. Okay. Well, you're around. Andy seemed um, really upset after the nightmare in the, in the library discussion with all of us. Uh, maybe he went to visit Derek. Oh, that makes sense. We should probably check there. Maybe we should feed Yoshi first and then see if we can track Andy down. That's a good idea. Uh, so April wanders into the kitchen and finds, opens the fridge, finds, uh, uh, would you say Andy probably has like some like lunch meats or something in the fridge? Oh, there's like a bag of like raw steaks specifically labeled for Yoshi. Like this dog has like the diet, king Uh, diet. If he didn't, if he didn't, he was about to get it. Um, so (laughs) April, uh, grabs, uh, grabs a steak and offers it to Yoshi. It just tears into it. He goes Perfect. to town. Okay. That's taken care of. Um, there, I mean, where do you think Alice could have gone? I don't know. Both her and Tabby's cars are gone. I can't imagine they would have left town. Maybe Andy knows. It's, I think we should go see if he's with Derek and then go from there. Also, I found a bottle of whiskey in case we run, the, run out of vodka. Good. Good call. Um, April is going to look around and see if she can't find Andy's like uh, shoulder bag, computer bag thing. She's going to take the bag of steaks and put it in there. And you know, she's coming along too. Uh, so when you find Andy's, bag um a 
rock rolls out from the bag. <laughs> a what's bloodied rock that <laughs> April would very obviously maybe recognize after a second or so. Huh. What's what is that? Is that dirt? No, it's not. Does he collect rocks? No, he doesn't. Huh. All right, you uh, want to go? Yeah, let me just uh, let me grab another bag to put this in because I don't want to get his bag dirty. Okay. Um, April finds like a plastic bag and picks the rock up, like puts the, puts the bag over her hand and picks the rock up so it's like wrapped in the bag and then just stuffs it back into the shoulder bag. And on we go. Are you bringing the bag? Yep. Because I also threw the bag of raw steaks in there. Yeah. Okay. And we're bringing Yoshi. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Was the note in the bag? Note wouldn't have been in the bag. Okay. Where was the note? The note was probably balled up and thrown in the trash can. Okay. Okay. We weren't like, we weren't like going through (laughs) trash cans. Okay. I want to make sure we didn't miss an obvious thing. It went in the shower with it. Okay. Uh, didn't see that coming. That was great. I didn't see that coming either. But then <laughs> you like you mentioned picking up the bag, and I'm like, <laughs> "Well, that rock is in that bag." Well, there it is, and now it's with April. <laughs> it's like hot potato. Wow. <laughs> it would be weird because I feel like April's like perception on things is starting to change all of a sudden. It's like, wait, I saw one thing, but this yeah. maybe proves another thing. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you leave the apartment buildings and you head across town to the church and graveyard. I'd like for each of you to tell me something you see that is a remnant from Cliffsdale folks' nightmares from this evening. I think we're pushing into two or three o'clock in the morning now. So, <laughs> and, and, and I think I think y'all. I think Anita sees one thing and then April sees something else. So mm-hmm. y'all don't mm-hmm. both see the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you mean something that has, that's like manifested from someone's nightmare, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's not make it like a rampaging minotaur or anything, but right. <laughs> um, I think April sees um, like the, the lights of a car it parked in a driveway go on and like an automatic garage door opens the car starts rolling in and the garage door just falls down and crushes part of the car that's all (laughs) do you react or say anything to anita no (laughs) compared to everything else that is just small scale Mm -hmm. property damage (laughs) i think as april and anita are crossing the street at one point standing under a street light is a row of about five children just standing there. And Anita <laughs> looks and her depth perception is off and she's still not used to one eye. And she looks to see if April has noticed anything and looks back and they're gone. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you see those horrible things and you make your way down to the church and the graveyard. Uh, it is raining really hard now. I mean, the rain is just really coming down. And you walk up, and I think that Derek's grave is visible from the street. It's in a location that is visible over the kind of retaining walls 
from the street. So, and I imagine you all both know where, where Derek lies. So it's pretty easy to find Andy if he's still there. Mm-hmm. Oh, he absolutely would be. What do we see as they walk up upon Andy? Um, that's a really great question. What would they see? You see him kind of like pacing back and forth, kind of like across it, but like keeping an eye on the grave the whole time. And it appears to you like he's having a conversation. You can't really hear what it is. And he's very much stumbling. Uh, The suit that he's wearing is like very half done. Like the buttons are, you know, like half undone and the, the necktie is really loose. Um, untucked from his pants halfway. Um, like, almost looks like he came from a party and was at one point very well put together, but now he's very much not. Uh, but he's he's pacing back and forth and having this conversation that you can't really make out, and you see him every now and then he stops and, like, for two or three seconds, swigs on the, on the bottle of whiskey, which is about, you know, a quarter empty or so. And uh, then... Uh, You'd probably see him at one point lose his footing, trip, like fall over, and then like crawl over to the uh, to the to the. I guess it would be a tombstone, not necessarily one inlaid in the ground, but like one that's actually a, a stone, and just kind of like put his back up against it, and uh, just start to to drink again. What is he doing? I don't know, but I don't like it. Well. I know he's sad about Derek, but we've got to figure out what the fuck is going on in this town. So I think we're going to have to interrupt him. I would imagine at this point that Yoshi has finally gotten enough, uh, close enough to see Andy over the other gravestones and stuff and probably speeds up his little trot. Like, I don't think he's like running, but like, I think he knows his person is not doing great right now. Yeah, so uh when when Yoshi kind of gets up to to Andy kind of like does him like a little nuzzle like to like hey are you okay kind of thing you know what a dog would do. Andy is like yo Yoshi. No, no, no. You're you're at home. You're you're at home. I Oh god, I left the door open. Uh and he he stands up like kind of, like tries to stand up like using the tombstone and then like literally knocks it over like trying to stand up and then falls backwards um and then he just like kind of like sits up and it's like how's how's you, how'd you get here yoshi and there's obviously no response from the dogs there's obviously no response from the dogs <laughs> um how did you get here andy that might be the question he blinks his eyes really heavily and kind of looks up and you know, he's doing that like holy woo thing um mm, a- april mm-hmm. and uh, nina did you steal my dog no we went to your apartment looking for you and for alice mm. your door was unlocked oh alice no, this is not talk about Alice. What is going on? What isn't going on? It's um, the town is 
This town is messed up. Everything's yes. messed up. This, this, uh, Derek is messed up. Alice is messed up. Where is You're Alice? Messed up. What is what? What's wrong with your eye? And he kind of like puts his <laughs> hand over his, his eye. A yellow raincoat monster with about a hundred mouths bit it out of my face. Uh, sounds sounds right. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Um, and he kind of he looks around for the for the bottle of whiskey, finds his you know manages to find it and just. Hands it up like towards you, like gesturing, like this will help. Anita takes it and takes a drink. So why are you? And he kind of like puts his finger up. Why are you looking uh, for me? Well, we have some information to share with you. But we also want to share it with Alice. I, I think there's a lot going on, and shit's getting real bad here. I've, Where is Alice? I'm worried about her and Tabby. You keep saying her name, and I really don't want to talk about Alice. Right Why? Now. Why not? is <sighs> is a long, long story in uh, Derek here. Pats the tombstone. Derek, you just want to talk about it either. What what do you need to tell me? Okay, it sounds like you're mad at Alice. At at, at our friend. Oh, not our friend. Mm-mm. Oh, uh, not our friend. It sounds like you're upset at friends a waitress at Steffi's. Friends don't hurt other friends. Friends don't bash other friends' heads in rocks. Mm-mm. Friends don't do that. And he it's, like he he goes to stand up again and uh, just kind of falls backwards again. Uh, Andy, I I know you've been drinking a lot, and I know you're missing Derek, but there is some serious shit going on in the town. And what are you talking about? Who bashed whose head in? Mm, who told you that? Who told you? You just to- did with a rock. Maybe not. Uh, this is Alice. Mm-hmm. 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 Bashed his head right in. What did she, Alice do? She bashed his head in. Derek. Who's? Who's? Derek. He did. He's dead. He's really dead. And he like starts to like cry a little bit as he's as he's like getting those words out. And then he kind of like stiffens up a little bit. He is D E A D dead. Anita. This isn't just drunk nonsense. It sounds like drunk nonsense. I know, right? But it's not. Why? Why do you say that? Alice bashed Derek's head in with a rock. And like, uh, you, you see Andy gives like a big nod and then he, he catches in mid nod the fact that you have the bag. Give me my bag or look in the bag. There's a rock. There's a rock in the bag. 
and it's got blood all over it. And you know whose blood it is? Not mine. It's not yours. Is it? It's Derek's. It's not but, Alice's. Andy, why do you have the rock? Why do I have the rock? I don't know why I have the rock. I didn't want the rock. Where did Life you find was, the rock? I didn't was it find here? No, no, Derek's no, grave? No, 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 no. You don't get it. You don't get it, Alice. I mean, sorry. I get away with that one because I'm drunk. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't get it. Alice gave me the rock, Anita. What? Why would she do that? I don't know. Why would why would you save the rock from something like that after you did something like that? Why would you save that? That's evidence. You can go to jail for that. April, why do you think this is true? Well, I saw it happen. You saw Andy get the rock? No. Or you saw Alice? I saw Alice hurting Derek. Andy's eyes get really big. Why mm. haven't you said anything? Who would have believed me? You didn't tell us. Who would have believed me? We were your friends. We, you were we Alice's friends too. You. I don't know why Alice would hurt. We've always Derek. been closer April than me and Alice. We were always good friends. I would have believed you. Anita, how would you have taken it if I had said one of our friends murdered one of our other friends? Anita sits down. I can't believe the poison didn't work. What did I say again now? Miscalculate. I thought for sure I had gotten it right that last time. Eddie, what you talking about? Um, he just kind of throws his hands up in a shrugging gesture and uh, reaches back for the whiskey bottle and takes another chug, and then he th- hands it to April or he shoves it in April's direction. Clearly, we all need to get drunk. April takes the bottle and takes a long swig. Yeah, I think Anita takes a swig out of the vodka bottle. It was a poison. What are you talking about? This is poison. I spent all this time thinking that I had done it. And it was Alice? Are you sure it was Alice? You did what? You think you did all the what? Oh, Andy. You're just so nice and naive. Hmm. Such a good backhand compliment. And he, he, he looks at you lovingly like that was it was very kind. I don't know why Alice would have done what she did, but I know that I did what I had to to keep us all together. Because Andy, you were gonna leave. He was gonna take you away. Who's taking me away? Derek. 
He was going to take you away to this big, fancy college, away from Cliffsdale, away from April, away from Alice, away from me. You can't leave. None of, none of us need to leave. Everything is good here. Why would you want to leave? And he, he like starts to say something and then like literally just leans over and lets it all go. Uh, and then kind of he turns back over after a second and it, he, he, he actually successfully stands up this time. He snatches the bottle of whiskey away from April, takes a big old chug out of it. Are you telling me that you tried to do something to Derek to keep us all here, keep me here? Is that what you're saying? Did you did you poison Derek? Look, I just wanted to make him sick so that he wouldn't be able to play, and if he couldn't play, then his scholarship would fall through, and I didn't think you would go without him. I thought if he stayed here, then you would stay here, and we could just all be together. April, you understand, right? We're all better when we're together. Yeah, uh, 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 April is like shrinking away from Anita. Yeah. Uh, you know how much I love it here and being around you. Don't, don't fucking give into this shit, April. Don't, don't give into this bullshit. We already know she poisons people. What are you what are you trying to do? I don't poison people. I did what I had to do, what no one else except maybe Alice had the guts to do. Everything Alice said makes sense now. She said she saw Derek stumbling and he fell off the bridge. And she to use her words Use mercy and finished what apparently you started. This has nothing to do with Alice. This is all you. And it's bullshit. And he, he starts to like stumble off, like walk away from the scene. And you just hear him going, bullshit. And then he chucks the, the, the bottle through, like, if there's a stained glass window on the church, that's what he aims for. He chucks it, throws it at the stained glass window. It's all bullshit. You're bullshit. All of it. And then he, he's like, so what do you want? You mean forgiveness or something? Because I ain't got it. No, no, I don't. I don't need forgiveness. I just want us to fix what's going on so that Clisdale can go back to normal, go back to being peaceful. You were worried about us leaving. Well, I left anyways. But you came back. Yeah. 
because no one leaves his fucking town and stays con. Exactly. Maybe we're all supposed to be together. Maybe we're all supposed to be here. Then and why we- do you feel like you needed to poison somebody? If you know everybody comes back all the time anyway, why couldn't you be content with that? Why couldn't you chill out for what? How long? What school? School? College? For four years? Fuck, Anita. Yeah, it's a stage five clinger. Hey, I just, I just care about all of you, and I, and I thought that if you left. What if you found a way to to sleep? What if you found a way to stay away and you didn't come back? I, I we we couldn't risk that. We couldn't we couldn't risk it. You were willing to kill. I just wanted to keep you here. It, like he just stares dumbfounded at you. I think that we can talk about this later. I'm sure we can fix it, but right now there's <laughs> fix it. Right you now there are nightmares coming to life in the town, and I don't want Cliffsdale to fall apart. You want to fix it? You don't want Cliffsdale to fall apart? It's all apart. It's always been apart. There's nothing ever about this town that's ever fucking been normal. Prime example, you. you. You see what you've, you see, this town drove you to do this. Anyway, that's not you. If you were born anywhere else on the planet, you'd have been just fine. Maybe, but I was born here, and I did what I had to do five years ago, and I'm going to do what I have to do tonight. But that, like, he gets a little nervous. And like, oh, not to, no, I'm not, I'm not going to hurt any of you. I, I want us all to be together. But we have to fix the nightmares. Okay. So. How do we fix it, Anita? Well, I found out that old man Cliffsdale's real name is Tony and that he was cliff diving when he was young. And I think I think something happened to him out there. I think he saw something or heard something. And I think we need to talk to him. <laughs> we tried to talk to him. Well, he didn't say anything. My hope was is that the four of us could get together and, and, and figure this out. But I don't know. You're drunk and Alice is missing and April keeps backing away from me. You know what, Anita? You seem to have all the answers. And he kind of walks up to you, pats you on the shoulder. Fix it yourself. I guess you're probably mad at me too, right? I don't know what to think of anybody anymore. Well, I'm, I'm going to go home and see what else I can find out. I'll... Fix it myself. Okay, bye. No, you can say, if you want to say something, she'll stop. (laughs) No, stop. Wait, don't go. Um, uh, Wait. Um, I don't want to have to deal with my family. 
Um, is it okay if I come by later? Just, just like a, a catch a shower at your place. Yeah, of course. Okay. okay, I'll stop by later. I think as Anita turns to leave, we see her smile a little bit. <laughs> so Anita goes off into the rain. Uh, I think April hangs around just for a bit and takes off as well, heading just to walk, I guess, continue going through town. You're wet already. No sense in not getting wet anymore. So mm-hmm. April heads out. And I think we leave on on Andy. Uh, what's Andy doing? Once everyone's kind of left the scene, you know, Yoshi's like wet and whining. And uh, Andy seeing all what's done, like the shattered stained glass window of the church. Um, Andy kind of walks up to the, to the tombstone for Derek and tries to set it back up, but it's far too heavy. And he, he does this for a few minutes and then he gives up drunkenly and he looks at Yoshi. Yeah. Let's, let's go home. Yoshi and Yoshi gives him a little and uh, Andy goes stumbling out of the graveyard and as he's walking sort of down the slope back towards the street you know it's kind of like a little gravel walkway and uh, the slick rock kind of catches under his foot and he goes sliding and tumbling down the hill um, until he lands in a ditch and he kind of hits his head as he goes down and he passes out just blacks out from being drunk and being knocked in the head and not having the energy to really get back up so andy's kind of laying there sprawled out in a suit in a ditch being rained on so we leave andy laying in the ditch as the rain begins to taper off a little bit um, because one, we don't want Andy to drown in that ditch. And two, we really don't want Yoshi to drown in that ditch because Yoshi has taken up residence next to Andy, not, not leaving uh, his faithful owner. And we go just down the road a little bit to someone who has just, just barely missed all this conversation. Um, And we catch up with Alice who is, been driving around Cliffsdale after the mm-hmm. conversation with her father and is now heading her way towards, towards the conversation she wants to have. Yeah. I think the first thing she does is I think we see her and she's driving past the diner and she, um, she like abruptly like pulls into the alley next to it and stops. And she takes a deep breath she kind of centers and she like pulls the car back out and, or leaves the car there, I think, and gets out and walks like in, around the front of the diner to go over towards old town Clipsdale. Bless you for giving me this opportunity. So yeah, I'm going to have to come back for the car anyway. Cause yeah. I need the propane tanks out back, but you know, it's, well, I, it's, it's, let's say it's around four in the morning now. Sure. Um, actually, no, we're going to put it a little bit later. It's around five, um, you know, five thirty or so. Um, the sun is maybe just starting to come up. So it's a little bit daylight, you know, but as you're walking off, um, 
you ju- you just glance at the diner and you see, which this isn't unusual, that Steffi's already there mm-hmm. uh, preparing, uh, even though the diner's probably going to be, as you understand, closed for the day. Uh, but you remember Steffi said something about preparing burgers or something for the reading tonight. So Steffi's in there cooking. Uh, what is unusual is as you're walking by, Daisy is sitting at the counter talking to Steffi. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're having a big conversation. Oh, shit. On something. Um, yeah. So that's happening. Oh, uh, that's what you're going to do. You don't have to stop for that. You can continue on. No, or... I'm going to keep on going. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm going to keep on walking. I just kind of clock Daisy. and like, oh, that's weird. She never comes to the diner and just like keep walking. Yep. So, uh, I, yeah. So Alice is, um, is like walking down the street. Um, she's got a purpose, right? She's a little bit wet because the rain, but she probably wasn't out for the worst of it. So she's, um, like walking down towards old town where she knows where the alley is, um, about halfway to the library. And she, um, she like turns the corner into the alley where old man close lives. Um, I think his burn barrel is going. It was probably cold last night and wet. So he's probably like under an awning of some, of some sort, like curled up. Um, is he awake or asleep? Um, I think he is awake. He, you know, just, doesn't want to sleep. So he is, he's yeah. been saying he's actually, he's actually laying in the rain a little bit, hoping that the rain will keep him awake. You know, mm-hmm. he's got an extra blessing of this rain. will make sure he doesn't stay as to go to sleep. If he's just lays in it. Mm-hmm. So I think Alice comes around the corner and like her steps are noticeable, right? They're loud. She's wearing like docks. So she's like hoofing pretty heavy. Um, and I think she comes around the corner and she like looks at him and she like waits like to see if he notices her right away. And if he doesn't, she'll like speak up. So she doesn't scare the shit out of him. But like, I think as she walks up, he, he lifts his head and, and, and you really, you really take in old man, Cliff, old man, Cliff still at this moment. Um, I mean, you have before, but I mean, you really notice how old he is. He's, his face is just, it's, it's seen things and his, his eyes are kind of sunken in a little bit and he's got wrinkles and his hair is, his white hair is scraggly. And I mean, he looks just, I mean, that's your best guess. He's probably early eighties, but it, you know, it's possible he's even more than that. Like this, I mean, you're really seeing the age in old man's Clifstale at this moment. Mm-hmm. And he looks at her, right? Yeah. And I think she says, um, I wanted to ask you one more question. I know it's uncomfortable to think about just one, if that's okay with you. And she like kind of steps forward a little bit and like squats down like near him. And he just stares into your face and just slightly nods. And she looks at him and she says, it's about the thing that you probably saw at the cliffs. And he, he's nodding just kind of slowly. Uh, and I mean, you see in his eyes, you see, I mean, this kind of fear is kind of washing over his eyes a little bit. I think it's coming back. And I don't want to let it happen. So tomorrow, well, today, now, I guess. I didn't really sleep tonight. I don't like sleeping here. She like looks at him pointedly like, yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, he like kind of puts his hands up. Yeah, and she says, um, so I need to stop it. And no one's, no one knows anything about how, obviously, because it's a thing. And, um, I mean, you saw it, so I was hoping maybe you 
could think of a way that I could. And she kind of trails off and she's just like, do something to, I don't know, get rid of it or like stop it or like put it back to fucking sleep or something. Like I'd, I'd like it to be gone forever, but it feels like maybe that's not as easy as you would have thought. And she kind of like turns and looks at the burn barrel and just kind of drifts off a little bit before she looks back at him. Yeah, and he follows your gaze to the burn barrel, which is just kind of smoldering now. There's smoke trailing out of it. I mean, there's probably some embers going on in there. Uh, and he looks back at you, and he points to you. And he puts his hand up, you know, and makes makes kind of a platform with his hand. Mm-hmm. And he points to you again, and he takes two fingers and does like a running motion across his mm-hmm. hand and then off the edge. Mm-hmm. and down and then points to you mm-hmm. and then he kind of does like a like a swimming motion mm-hmm. a little bit and points down mm-hmm. and then he takes a deep breath and he thinks and he just kind of shakes his head for a moment and he kind of hangs his head down and shakes it more and just kind of lets his head hang for a minute. And I mean, you see kind of his shoulders rise as he takes a deep breath and he slowly turns his head to the burn barrel. And he looks back at you and he looks at the burn barrel and he stands up, takes one of these flyers mm-hmm. and you know, he, he turns it to where the, there's this scribble that he's drawn on it and like holds it over the burn barrel and just kind of slowly lowers it in there. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of turns and looks at you and I mean, you see that I don't want him to shrug cause that kind of breaks it, but he's like, he looks at you like you get a sense that he's not sure, mm-hmm. but like that's his best guess. Mm-hmm. I think she looks at him and like, it's almost like something washes off of her face. Like we see in her face, the feeling of having warm water. Like when you're in the shower and the warm water goes down your face for the first time when your face is dry, that like feeling of something coming off your face. Um, And like her face drops a little bit and she relaxes and she like reaches out a hand and says, is it okay if I put my hand on your shoulder? And he nods. And she like puts her hand on his shoulder and she looks him in the eyes and very sincerely she says, hopefully by this time tomorrow, you will be able to sleep without any problems anymore. And I mean, I think tears just kind of roll out of his eyes and his breath kind of hitches a little bit. And he reaches a hand up to put it on your shoulder and, you know... I mean, he does it slowly enough that if he thinks there's a problem, he wouldn't. No, she's fine. Yeah. And he puts it on and he points his fingers, you know, at you and nods Mm -hmm. like you too. And she like kind of smiles a little bit sadly. And she says, it's been a long time. And she looks up at him and she says, one way or another after this, I don't think I'll be around to look after this town anymore. So if you could, I hate to ask more of you than you've already given, but if you could keep an eye out for a few more years, 
I feel like something else is coming too, but I just don't know what. She kind of smiles and she like (laughs) nods at him. And he nods back. And she like turns and walks off um, back towards the diner, I guess, to get the car and load that shit up. And I think we see a montage of Alice going back to the diner and quietly as she can, because she has a key because she works there, stealing all of Steffi's fucking propane tanks for his grill and putting them in the back of her Jeep and then fucking driving off towards the library. Yeah, uh, I think as you drive off, uh, you see, um, we see the diner where it's just Steffi cleaning. Uh, Daisy has left, has gone since, and Steffi, I mean, we just kind of go up to the diner with a diner window that's not been boarded over, uh, and we see just trays of cooked hamburgers and hamburger patties just lined up all across the front counter, and Steffi's just at the grill, you know, just flipping burgers over, you know, just really, just really working hard at making just just a huge amount of these burgers that he's taking the meat out and forming the patties out of these buckets. Let's say for reading. Buckets of weird teddy bear meat. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think he probably goes out to like get it. He's like, Oh, the grill's almost out of propane. I better go get another tank. And he goes out and the thing's wide open. The lock's undone and all the propane is gone. Yeah. I think we leave that there with with Steffi staring at open propane cage, uh, empty open propane cage. Mm-hmm. All right. Who, who next? Um, let's go to Anita who has left the graveyard in the rain. Um, where have you gone for a little while? I think it's about the same time. It's, it's probably inching up on six o'clock. What's Anita been doing after she's been, I mean, after her just encounter with Andy and April at the at the graveyard. I think Anita, after leaving the cemetery, would have taken the long way home. She thought about going by and seeing old man Cliffsdale, but she is feeling uh, a lot of painkillers. She's feeling some alcohol and she wants to go home for a little bit. Home is a safe place. So I think she, I think she heads home. She has a, she has a house, but it's a small cottage type house. Uh, One bedroom, one bathroom. It's cozy. She has a couch, a small couch, and a a big oversized leather seat with a small table and a light for reading. There's a lot of books that are piled up on the table and on the floor that are next to the oversized chair um, and a very small flat screen TV and a tea kettle in the kitchen and in the very small yard or patio, a, a garden area. Um, and I think that she goes in and she puts on tea and then she goes and sits outside her single chair um, and puts the tea down on the table 
and kind of settles in to think about what she's going to do next. So I think Alice, so is your garden out back or out front? Uh, out back, but there'd be like a little side mm-hmm. gate. It's like a, I would say it's like a side uh, yard or patio. It's not very big. Mm-hmm. It's not so, like Cynthia's house. There's not an eight foot fence you can't get over. I mean, she's got mega money though. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> so I think Alice parks the car farther away from the house, but closer to the cliffs. Because you're on that side of town, right? Or are you on the like other side? This map of this town is never Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's marked as kind of in the middle, but because I wanted it close to the apartments, but... Okay. okay. So Alice parks on the, like, near, closer to the cliffside of town and walks to your house from there. Not like a super long walk, but like walks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she knocks on the front door. Um, but you're out back. So she kind of, like, stands there a minute. She, like, goes over to the gate. Is it locked or latched or Anita probably doesn't lock her house, does she? There's a one of those strings you can pull, you know, that and that lifts the lock on the other side so you can push the gate yeah, open. Yeah, so she pulls the string and she kind of pushes the gate a little bit and she calls out. And I think you hear Alice just sort of say, Uh Anita, are you home awake? It's like Six in the morning, Alice. You weren't at the library, so I thought I might like check here. Oh, Alice, come in. Okay, cool. And she just like sort of pushes the gate open and walks, you know, shuts it behind her and just sort of slowly kind of walks into the like around your little garden path over to your patio and just sort of kind of stands there super awkwardly and is just like, How's it going? I only have one chair. All right, I offer all. you a That's seat. Right. I, Can I get you water or tea? It's early. Uh, yeah, I'll take a cup of tea. Sure. So as she stands up to go into the kitchen, she faces you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You're um, left one, right? Mm-hmm. She like kind of puts her finger under her left eye and kind of like, what your whole oh. situation? There's a little non-existent. Um, yeah, happen or like. So yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, there was a raincoat monster, um, hmm. and it bit my eye out out of my face. Um, well, it's worse than the giant teddy bear I saw. It's getting weird out there, and I yeah. I'm really glad that you're here. I, I, I think you and I are the only ones now that are going to do something about this. Let me get your tea. I'll be right back. Sure. So Alice just kind of stands there. And as Anita comes back out, Alice is like, oh, do you mind if I like smoke out here? Is that okay? Oh, um, I'm also going to have a cigarette. And she looks around <laughs> her bag that's on the floor. I also have some vodka and some, do you need painkillers? I have these. And she kind of smiles and she's like, no, I think, I think I don't need those. Today. Oh, okay. I'm going to. I appreciate the asking you should yeah. maybe for your eye. Yeah, I can. I think I can feel my face again. So I'm going to just take, I'm just going to take one more. Yeah, uh, probably April, don't take two. Yeah. 
April gave me too. April fixed my eye. She's she's surprisingly good. She did a really good job at medical. I that's what I said. Maybe she could be a nurse when this is all over. She might be a surgeon when this is all over. If we all make it out, yeah. When when we all (laughs) make it out, that's the thing. Um. So and she like takes the tea and like just kind of proffers her own cigarettes if you want one, but you have your own. So she like lights a cigarette and like takes a sip of the tea and she, uh, she says, so, um, in a few hours, um, I'm going to the cliffs to deal with this whole fucking situation we got here. Um, and I talked to the old man and he's not sure, but, he gave me some ideas, so I'm going to try and deal with it. Um, I have about five propane canisters and a bunch of rope in the back of the car. So I'm going to try that. And she, like, pulls her jacket aside with her other hand, like, holding the tea and the cigarette. Or I guess the cigarette's in this hand, and she's, like, holding the tea. But she shows you. She's got one of those, like, real fashionable, like, shoulder to um, mid-waist holsters, and she's wearing a pistol. And she says, I figure... I'm going to have to swim down there per old man. Uh, I'm going to latch them onto me with some rope and I'm in pretty good shape. So I ought to be able to make it without hopefully drowning. And then I'm going to throw them all in there and shoot them and hopefully make it out alive or at least deal with the thing if nothing else. Um, and we're going to hope that fire works because that's what he thought might work. Um, so I guess I'm going cliff diving today which wasn't what i expected but um you know sometimes life throws things at you that you don't expect and i just wanted to make sure that you're going to be okay today because you know we've been friends for a long time and i think you should maybe go to the reading because i'm getting a vibe and i feel like maybe maybe you should be there I know people are looking for something normal. It's been really fucking weird here the last few days, and I know you're missing an eye, so that's not going to be normal, but maybe you should at least try and go. Uh, You shouldn't come with me. It's going to be too dangerous, and you should stay safe. Or safer. It's probably not safe here at all. Tabby's out of town. I sent her away um, with the dogs, so she wouldn't be in all this. Hopefully, Hopefully, I can meet up with her. We can figure out what's next, but she knows what to do if I don't show up. That sounds like a solid plan. Um, one thing, why did you kill Derek? And Alice just kind of like, huh, you saw Andy last night. Like stone cold, like just, well, you saw Andy. Oh, well, he fell off the bridge. Um, he was acting really weird. Like he was, something was really wrong with him. Like I, I saw him walking and I called out to him, but he didn't. He wasn't walking normal and he couldn't stay up and he was leaning on the edge of the bridge and then he fell. He didn't answer when I called out to him while he was walking. So I went down to check on him and see if he was okay. And he hit his head, something fierce and his, well, his arms and his legs weren't right. And he was just kind of down there on the rocks and he wasn't going to make it. Anita, he wasn't going to make it. He was just suffering. It was wrong. If I ever learned one thing from 
that pastor in the church, it was mercy. So I put him out of his misery. You did what you had to do. Sometimes things just have to be done, Anita. I know. So I did what had to be done. I'm going to do what has to be done today. And I did what had to be done with Andy. Because if I don't make it out of this, he ought to know. It's only right. Gave him the rock because it shut up out of a dream. Because that's apparently what happens in Clostale these days. And We, um, we saw it. April and I saw it. In fact, I- April might have it now instead of Andy. I'm not sure. Well, that's uh, unpleasant, but things will work out the way they're supposed to work out, I find. Uh, So, um, I think that there are things that need to be done to save this town, and I think that you might be the only other person besides myself that is willing to do it. Seems that way. I don't know what April's up to. She's kind of a wild card these days, but it seems like you're shaping up to be a big surprise too. Well, April will come by later to shower and look, I think we should just play it straight. Um, I also did what needed to be done. Um, I gave, I gave Derek something to make him sick. Hmm. Look, no one, no one should leave. It's like, looks at you like, huh, I wouldn't have expected that. We're all better together. We're all better here. And April flirts with the idea of leaving, but it's nothing I can't handle. But Andy, Andy was going to go. He was going to go with Derek. And I had to stop it. So I did what I had to do. And I don't feel bad and I'm not looking for forgiveness. I just want you to know before we go into whatever's about to happen that I did what I needed to then and I'll do what I need to today and every day to keep everyone here together. I think Alice looks at her and she says, um, if I make it out of this alive, I'm going to be gone for a little while. I'm not saying I'm not going to come back ever, but I won't. I need to not be here for a little while after this. If I make it out alive, I got to get Tabby and the dogs. Give it some time to calm down. And I'm probably going to come back if that's what she wants. But I can't guarantee you that's going to happen. I might die in the cavern and you'll never know. But so I should tell you, and since we're being honest and all, you know, maybe don't shoot me or anything, but I can't guarantee you that you're going to see me again after this, Anita. So I felt like it was right to be honest with you, given that if I do make it out alive, it'll be a little while before I'm back. But I have something I have to settle. After all this is done, I have to settle it here. So I will be back. Once this whole monster on the cliffs thing is like, you know, fucking dealt with and all right. Right. Uh, you know, if I don't die in a fireball in the middle of an underwater cavern fighting a giant monster, that yeah. would be... I mean, anything could happen. A, a raincoat ate my eye out of my fucking face today. So I mean, God, uh, what's next? Vampires? Uh, right? <laughs> uh, you're so fucked. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to leave town for a little bit. I, I, know, I know you don't want me back, to go. I know you but I know you'll come back. back. And you have to get Tabby. 
I want you to be here, but I want you to be here happy. If the town isn't a smoldering ruin when I come back, and I suspect that maybe there's a chance it won't be if I make it out of this whole thing. Oh, God. Steffi's creeping me the fuck out, too. Uh, I don't know what it is, but um, Daisy was over there with him before the shop opened with some burgers. Listen, I just got this feeling that you shouldn't eat whatever they serve at the reading if you go. I don't know why, but I feel like he's creeping me out. Also, he's making the burgers at five in the morning. Uh, they're not getting served until like 5 p.m. So maybe don't eat those. Just say it. Thank you. I don't trust I... Daisy. I don't trust her at all. I think that she's wrapped up in this somehow. And whatever happened to poor Rennie is probably her fault. So don't, don't trust them. Be careful. Take your gun if you go to the reading. Something I have might my go gun. Down. Something might go down. Why do you want me to go to the reading instead of going with you? Are you sure you don't need the help? Because if I go and I don't come back, I want you to come back. You like it here more than anyone else does. You and I thought about leaving once, though. That's gone for me now. So, I think... I think Andy's going to go, if I had to guess. And uh, you should probably keep him safe. And April oh. might go with you and like they need to not get hurt if possible. If something goes on in town, you're the only one that's going to be able to protect them. They can't take care of themselves that way. April's a good doctor, but I don't know if she can fend off a weird monster thing. And Andy's a sad, sad boy these days. And he is probably not in any sober state to take care of himself, if I could guess. No, he definitely, last time I saw him, was not in a sober state. I think he's a little bit mad at you. I think he's a little bit mad at me, but... I would say more than a little bit, Anita. We killed Derek. Okay, but we can fix it. We can fix it. I mean, he's just... dead. Can we really fix him, though? I'm, what I mean Anita, is, he, is... Anita, he's dead. We I know. I don't him. mean we can fix Derek. I mean, Andy will forgive us. He has to because we all live together here and we're all friends and we're all going to be together. So he's going to have to forgive us. You're going to have to give him time. I'll give him time. We have nothing but time in this town after we save it. Fair enough. Okay. So I'm going to go to the cliffs and she like puts her cigarette out and she says, I like throws it in the neighbor's yard <laughs> and it's... she finishes her tea and sets the, like, I, I picture it's on a saucer, right? Cause mm -hmm. you're, you're extra like that. It needs extra like that. It, you know, she puts it down on your like little table. For sure. She says, um, so I'm going to go deal with this and uh, you're going to go deal with that. If anything comes up, take care of it. I trust you to do that. Um, Dad was being real weird, so uh, keep an eye out for him. You saw your dad? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It was not. Okay. It was you, what you expect it was. Um, okay. Him and Steffi and Daisy and I haven't seen Stephen in like three days. No, Ugh, it's only been three days. I do not trust Stephen. Oh my God, it's been like two, three days and it feels like it's been six months, you know? Um, I didn't trust him before, but it seems like Cecilia's on the level, so maybe he's fine. I don't know. Just keep an eye out. He's being really I'll keep, weird. I'll keep an eye out. I'll let you know. Just if, be careful. If for some reason you don't come back, is there anything I can do? Do you want me to find Tabitha? Any she knows what to do if I don't come back. Okay. She'll take care of it. Okay. Just uh, don't let them bury me in the graveyard to find my body. I don't want to be buried at Dez Church. 
Okay. Fucking psycho. I won't. And she I turns won't. around to go and then she turns back around and she says, uh, Anita, stand up. Anita stands up. Is it okay if I give you a hug? And she's like, goes in for the hug. Yes. And as we're hugging, Anita says, I'm so glad we're friends. And Alice just kind of goes, yeah, Anita, actually me too. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash tritachion. Welcome to Monster Hour, an actual play podcast about going to school, arguing with your parents, and ruining your favorite outfit while hunting horrible monsters. Narrative-driven and crisply edited with painfully relatable characters. Monster Hour follows unlikely heroes JR. Super suspicious. That's sort of my deal. Constance. I may be a bit of a know-it-all, but I might actually know it all. And Alvin. I'm monstrous. As they unravel the sinister mysteries of a strange Colorado town. If you're a fan of Stranger Things, Buffy, or the Adventure Zone Amnesty, you'll love Monster Hour. Tune in for new episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.